0: One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or Continuous Glucose Monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S dot and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Today's episode is brought to you guys by Ana Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Anna Luisa is an amazing jewelry company that practices both sustainable and ethical jewelry making business and shipping. They've provided us with a code to give you guys 10% off any purchase on their site and jewelry starts at just $39. You guys know I absolutely love my necklaces. I wear them constantly. It's It's probably a staple in most of the fashion choices that I make. Not only that, did they send me amazing earrings as well. And I think these are going to be my new go-to because they're adorable. And the quality is absolutely amazing. Ana Luisa releases their jewelry collections every Friday. And they do it in small batches to make sure they're not wasting anything. Ana Luisa aims to bring clarity to the jewelry making business. They have everything from beautiful rings earrings, necklaces, and more. And it's hard to pass up when you get 10% off, right? I'm a sucker for a good deal. So go and treat yourself or a loved one today and use my code Too hot that's T-W-O-H-O-T, to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. They're a great brand, making jewelry both beautiful and sustainable. So go check them out at shop.analuisa.com slash that's code 2HOT, T W O H O T for 10% off.
1: Are we wearing the same pants? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Are we favorite, matching? Our favorite. Oh my god, look at
0: us. We We got a We got a memo today. <laughs> yeah, we did. We're Black Girls, bitch. Yeah. Spook. Spooky. Yeah, so today it's, it's like fall. I want it to be fall. It's not really fall. There was fall. like a
1: breeze and you're like spooky.
0: <laughs> spooky. But I'm trying to make it fall, hence all the decor. And today's episode theme is... It's called Let's Not Meet. Let's Not Meet. Mm-hmm. I get stalker vibes. The people are getting what they want. They're getting your stalker story Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, my gosh. I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah.
0: So they're getting your stalker story. Okay. Uh, Let's Not Meet is a subreddit that basically has scary stories about potential, like, times people tried to break in, kidnap you, or just, like, creepy, eerie vibes Mm -hmm. that you don't want to ever meet those people again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mine's, like, unique, but it definitely... Fits
0: oh, I got I got one that is right up your alley. Okay, good. Right up your alley. Good. Okay, you ready?
1: Yes. Like I is, is this kind of like true crime?
0: True crime is coming. Okay, it's in the works. This is more could have potentially been true crime.
1: That's kind of what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. So same. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> Here we go. All right.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host Morgan and I'm Alejandra. And today we're diving into Let's Not Meet. Ooh, spooky season. Chills already. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of listeners that have had stalking experiences, yeah. kidnapping experiences, even like murder is astounding.
1: What? Abs- me absolutely astounding. To give you an idea later about that. Okay, murder? No, no. <laughs> yeah, um, pencil in <laughs> a reminder about murder later. I'm like, God, uh, you gotta, like to do you need an alibi? Hom- homicide, yeah. <laughs> Remind me we need to bury a body later. Um, no. About, Pig farm. No, logistics about write-ins. Okay. Yeah, okay. not murder. Okay. Yeah, no, i just kidding.
0: <laughs> okay, so up first, my new boyfriend has a stalker ex. Oh,
2: okay.
0: (laughs) Do you feel attacked? Yeah, I feel seen. (laughs) My boyfriend, 32 male, and I, 27 male, have been dating and talking for a short time, maybe a few months total. It was my understanding that he just got out of a long-term relationship, which I was worried about, but trusted that the situation was under control. Within the span of a month, my boyfriend's ex has shown up at his place at least once a week trying to get back with him. The four situations have escalated each time with things said by the ex. Quote, I was worried because you didn't reply to me. Will you let me come in and play with the cats? Quote, do you want to go out for our anniversary? Do you want to go to Mexico with me? And the most insane part, quote, will you marry me and move to Mexico with me? In my opinion, my boyfriend isn't being as direct and upfront as he could be. Each time it happens, my boyfriend says, I think this time is different, and he got the point. But it keeps happening, and he engaged with him each time instead of just saying, leave me the fuck alone and get off my porch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would have shut this shit down a long time ago, but I'm stuck in the position where I have to let my boyfriend handle it. He talks about getting a restraining order, but hasn't followed through. My boyfriend is definitely not stepping up to the plate when it comes to getting his ex's advances to stop. How do I handle this situation?
1: I have so many thoughts. So many. I have so many thoughts and I don't even know where to start. But I think that so I obviously went through, I guess not obviously for those who don't know, but I went through a very similar situation for a few years and um like so many of those things mentioned actually happened to me too. Um I think that the first and most important thing is that if you don't feel he's being as honest as he could be, that's going to be the biggest detriment here because in order to move forward and have a relationship where you're constantly being attacked from a third party, the third party being his ex, Mm -hmm. you have to have a mutual – you guys have to be a united front. I think that's the most important thing that I learned in my personal experience was – You two have to be aligned in how you're going to handle this. One person can't have one strategy and the other person has another strategy because I've also experienced it that way and it backfires. So you have to be like aligned. Are you going all no contact? If you are, you both have to agree to that because they both have to be on the same page because essentially the ex could start attacking him the way he's attacking his boyfriend. Yeah. By sending the same messages or attacking him, showing up to his house similarly to the way that he already is with the ex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, in my experience, ignoring works really well. And I know that that's like, okay, you have a stalker. You shouldn't ignore that. But I think one thing that people don't realize, and maybe you can kind of weigh in on this because I feel like you're kind of knowledgeable on these things, is restraining orders are difficult to obtain.
0: Incredibly difficult. That's like a thing that I saw throughout Reddit, mm-hmm. throughout listener write-ins. It's like no one took me seriously. Mm-hmm. I had to go above and beyond to get a restraining order, and I still wasn't protected. Like they still showed mm-hmm. up. Like
1: mm-hmm. it's it's yeah.
0: really hard to get taken seriously.
1: They are so difficult. I tried briefly, failed, and didn't really fail. Well, it was the, the police made me feel really stupid, which was really sad because. I mean, my like, yeah, so
0: fucked up because look at how many people have stalkers and end up dead from them. Yeah.
1: No, that experience taught me so much because when I went there, and and you know this, Morgan, like, I'm not an emotional person. I don't, like, break down crying. And I broke down crying to this police officer because I was genuinely so frustrated. I felt like this was my last resort. And he was basically telling me, like, that I didn't have enough. And I felt like so – in that moment, I was like, I see why so many women or men both don't speak up about, like, harassment because they feel like they don't get taken seriously. Yeah. No. And I have a friend. You know her. um, She is a lawyer, and she had to try to obtain a restraining order against her ex recently. He was actually making, like, threats, and he was actually following her. And this this woman is a lawyer, and she dropped her case because even though she knows the ins and outs of the legal system, it was really difficult. And – Further with a restraining order is they actually – the party that you're um, filing a restraining order against or an order of protection, Mm -hmm. sometimes they call it a TRO, which is a temporary restraining order, that party gets served and then they have um, the – op, like they get to show up in court during this hearing. Yeah. So it's – honestly, if this is somebody that you're trying to avoid and that you're scared of, it's a sure way to see them because you file the restraining order. I mean, they don't have to show, but most of them will because they want to – they either want to A, see you, or B, they want to speak their case. Yeah. So then now that you're put in a room with them and it's uncomfortable and it's somewhat dangerous. So long story short, like, restraining orders (sighs) are not not always the solution here. So for this couple that's experiencing this, like, I think the only thing you can do is focus on what you can control. You can't control this this ex's actions, but what you can do is you two can have a very, very honest conversation with each other. And I would suggest that he say to his boyfriend – the only way this is going to work if, if, is if we have 100% transparency. Absolutely. You tell me every single time he reaches out, shows up, tries to initiate contact, etc., and you t- report everything back to me and we keep like a file, which is what I did. And you keep like a, a case file of like everything that happens, timestamps, dates – Records. Also,
0: with your case where you, like, you need to start shutting it down. Like, yeah. this person's yeah, not yeah, shutting yeah. it down at all. They're almost, like, oh. I wouldn't say encouraging it, but yeah. it's a red flag that, like, there's not more, like, you need to stop showing up here. True. We're done. Yeah. We are broken up. Yeah. I've moved on. This is no more. Yeah. Please do not show
1: up at oh, my yeah. house. Oh, yeah. That that should be given then. But the thing with that is, is I think it has to be said once, assertively, crystal clear, and in writing. And that's it. One time, like, you draw your line in the sand and you say, like, I am in a relationship. I need you to respect that. You are, like, threatening not only my safety and sense of well-being, but you're now, like, threatening my livelihood and my relationship. So I'm respectfully asking you to stop. If they continue, you ignore. Ignore, Mm -hmm. ignore, ignore. You starve the fire. And you just keep a record of everything that they do. And eventually, if they try something crazy, you can try to go get a restraining order. Yeah. That's what I would do.
0: I know. It's just like such a fine line. I, I honestly, like you went through hell just like knowing what you went through and everything. Like you, didn't you get flowers sent to your work from oh, your stalker? Okay. No. So
1: that's, that's another stalker, but <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? yeah. So, um, in that case, so the stalker wasn't really, this one really was, wasn't stalking me, was stalking the guy that I was dating and This person was someone from his past. And when I say past, I literally want to say like six plus years ago, maybe eight. Um, And she essentially sent flowers to his office and signed it like – I'll give her – let's call her Jenny. And she was just like, "Um, waiting for you, XOXO Jenny. And it's funny because the balloon said happy anniversary and it was like a random day in May. And what the fuck? yeah, I couldn't like sense I couldn't put that together, but like my boyfriend, he basically sent me the picture, sent me his work received it, and they were like, um, they all had met me, so they knew my name. And they were like, um, Jenny. Who the fuck is Jenny? <laughs> Who is Jenny? And it was super awkward. And that same girl, Jenny, just recently, this is the one who's been messaging me. The one oh who's my like God. having um Is it psychosis or what is it? She's having a little bit of a
0: mental breakdown, I think. Yeah. So she
1: found me on Instagram very recently. I'm talking in the last month. She's like been tagging you with like the FBI. She put me in a group chat with the FBI, Melania Trump, (laughs) Snoop Dogg, and uh, the Justice Department, and Jim Jones.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which how many of them are checking their DMs?
1: What are they going to (laughs) do? What is Snoop Dogg going to do? And she's, like, writing crazy things. Like, it's – like, Morgan can back me up on this. It's crazy in the sense that it's, like, you know this person's, like, almost, like, schizophrenic. They're mentally ill. Mm -hmm. 100%. There's nothing you can say. This person can't be reasoned with. The sentences aren't even coherent. So, again, you just ignore it. And, um, you know, this – like, my boyfriend has – drawn a very clear line and been like, hey, like, I don't even – I haven't seen you in years. Please don't do that. No. So at a certain point, it's out of your control. This person doesn't, like, make me feel threatened, and I don't know how he feels, like, if he feels like his life is being threatened.
0: This, uh, as far as stalkers go, seem pretty tame Mm -hmm. in comparison to, like, some of the stories. Yeah. So – I think there's a fine line and, like, you have to use your best judgment and, like, what you're comfortable with. Like you said, like, you don't feel threatened. Mm-hmm. You don't feel, like, unsafe from this stalker, this yeah. person. Um, Like, the other stalker you had would, like, literally case your house. Oh,
1: yeah. Thank you. That's true. She, like, knew what I drove.
0: She would, like – She knew everything. She would know when you were at your boyfriend's house. Yes. The minute you left, he would send – she would send him a text. Yeah. Like, that's where it's, like – Yeah. Okay, this one's crossing a line. That one
1: crossed lines. Yeah, but You're reminding me about all this.
0: You've had a lot of, a lot of stalker experiences. Yeah. But I think you just have to like go with your gut. And I think that can't be understated. Like trusting our guts is so, so important. Like our nervous systems, our body are tr- like trained to, to be like fight or flight. Like yeah. that's what our bodies do. So if you feel like something's not right, you're uneasy, don't hesitate. Yeah. And if your stalker is getting like violent or you know pushing boundaries go to the police if they don't listen like yeah I'm there's other resources out there that I'll share on YouTube for that but like just yeah make sure someone and maybe multiple people know about it
1: right and I guess my like one piece of advice not that this is like an advice podcast but this is something I did experience directly and I Mm -hmm. do want people to know this coming off of the fact that Like a a restraining order can be difficult to obtain, but that shouldn't deter you if you feel threatened.
0: Yes, 100%. You should
1: still try. And one thing I did and I would would recommend doing is when I did go to the police station and I asked to speak to an officer about filing a temporary restraining order, even though they had told me I didn't have enough, I asked them, can you please... Because at this point, I did feel a little endangered and I was a little shaken up. And I was like, can you just take a record, uh, make a note down that I'm here formally trying... To file a restraining order. In case something goes wrong. In case like I go missing and then you guys are like, whoa, where do we start? And then it's like, oh, on January 3rd, she came in and said she – this person had made her feel threatened and – Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like just try to get a record, something on record Mm -hmm. for your safety. At the bare minimum. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And like tell everyone you possibly can.
2: I think one thing (laughs) too
0: that like I just showed some people in my life that they didn't know about is the – The click five times on your iPhone's power button.
1: I didn't know that.
0: What does it do? What does it do? Okay, you guys. So this is like, I'm constantly scared about getting kidnapped. Like I will talk about this throughout the episode, but like getting kidnapped is my biggest fear. So if you have an iPhone and I'll try to like screen record and just zoom on the screen or whatever. But if you have an iPhone and you click the power button five times, it goes into like an emergency response system. So it looks like this. And it says like emergency SOS and then it immediately, if you let it go and you don't like press cancel, like I just did, it automatically calls emergency services and you can set up your emergency people Mm. and it'll automatically send them a message that you need help and it'll send them your location where you're at.
1: Wow.
0: So I'm, when I'm walking to my car, like don't be on your phone. Don't pretend to be on your phone because when you're walking to your car, Attackers will typically go for people that look distracted, so no headphones, don't be on your phone, even if you're pretending, like, that's not going to keep you safe. Like, have your phone in your hand and make sure you guys, like, all set that up. Like, that is the greatest life hack I've
1: ever had. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And I, like, need to know things like that because you know this, and I'm going to expose Lauren right now, but we are kind of notorious for running outside, like, sometimes in the nighttime hours.
0: You guys are so bad. I know.
1: But Lauren's worse. <laughs> She's going to hate me. But – and it's bad because we do it with headphones on. I'm not fucking with that shit. I'm not getting kidnapped. I know. I don't know why I'm, like, not scared of getting kidnapped. I don't know. Maybe because I think <sighs> I'm fast. So I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. But that's so ignorant. Like, I know that that's, yeah. like – It's like they just, like, trip you and you're done, you know? They just hit you with the car and then they take you. True. That, you, you that can, too. You, can, you can't run a car. Yeah. You're fucked. But – Cars can't get in certain places. Like, I could, like, run into an apartment or, like, you know.
0: Mm, No? I don't know. Like, don't run at night. Don't run alone. Like, I've listened to too many Crime Junkie episodes. So have
1: I. Which is (laughs) – No. I know.
0: No. There's multiple comments on here. I heard Alejandra has one quite crazy stalker story. Please tell us.
2: Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Multiple people are asking for your really?
1: for your stalker story. It's like not that juicy, and but I think what makes it crazy is that it was founded like through social media, which really shows you the power of social media and give the dangers. people
0: give people a time like a low-down, like a quick low, elevator quick. pitch of your stalker experience. Okay,
1: I will give a SparkNotes version. Give a
0: SparkNotes version <laughs> of your stalker story. Um, the people want to know. People want
1: to know. It's on it. It's not like that crazy. Like after hearing these things, I'm like, whoa. But I think what makes my story like weird is because it's so real and it can happen to anybody. And it it honestly, a big part of it was through social media, which really exposes like the dangers. And I think through that I realized how dangerous and accessible social media makes you. So I was dating somebody who had had a relationship with a coworker and relationship mostly physical, so not really like boyfriend girlfriend. Um, but was seeing this this coworker and this coworker was married and had a whole family and was many years older. And she became very obsessed and really hated the idea of him dating me. And so she was essentially like following me on social media via multiple fake accounts for a long time before I realized it. Um, so this person had like tabs on me and this person pretty much figured out like everything about me, everything, everything. Like she, she must have ran a background check on me or something. Cause she like, or she was doing drive-bys by my house. I'm almost positive she was because she knew like the make and model and plate of my car. Um, she had shown up somewhere that I was and I'm almost positive she knew where I was because I had posted like a story at a restaurant and tagged the restaurant. And within an hour she showed up. Um, And she showed up to my like boyfriend's house multiple times, like his physical house and, you know, tried to like talk to him. And she would create multiple fake accounts on Instagram and text me from multiple different fake phone numbers, like burner phone numbers. And it was typically, she would text me on like my birthday, Valentine's day, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, like around the holidays, because I think her attention was like, to throw a grenade at any like good moment that I could possibly have. She, I'm trying to like think of everything. There's so much that happened because it was like in the span of like two years, but this person just like, when you say stalker, I think everyone thinks of like the Netflix show you, like somebody's following you in like a hoodie and that's, and she might've been following me, but probably, probably, but more so the part that was Stalking was that this person had a way of finding out everything about me, where I was going to be, what I did, what I drove, where I lived, who my friends were. She found out who my roommates were and like found them on social media. I was following them on fake accounts. She found out like what gym I went to. Like she figured out like everything, and I think that's the scary part. And so she was like nowhere to hide. You have nowhere to hide. And, and I remember I like literally called out of work one day because I was like walking to my car to go to work and I was like, I don't feel safe. I just I just don't know when I'm going to see this person and what they're capable of because she's very like – she was very – um what's the word? Like conniving and like sus. This and is she, the one
0: that's married, right? Yeah.
1: She's still married. And so she, she would come up with such elaborate lies and those are the scariest people. I don't want to diagnose her with anything because I don't know her well enough, but like she gives me heavy sociopath vibes. Like somebody who can come up with such an elaborate but believable scheme, lie, lie. lie and like a scheme and and she would double down on her lies. So you'd be like, oh, she, there's no way she's bullshitting because you're like, she has so much to lose. But she was. And um, I think she crossed a line when I went home to Minnesota and – I had a few people reach out to me because they were like, Did you create a new Snapchat? And I was like, What do you mean? And they were like, There's a Snapchat in your name messaging me about getting your, like, my login. And she essentially had created a Snapchat under my name, like Alejandra Nagel, but like use like an extra letter. Oh my God. And was messaging people saying, Like, she created a new Snapchat and that, like, my boyfriend's monitoring my phone. So don't call me or don't FaceTime me. Don't like pretend, like, don't try to confirm my identity. And that's when it kind of crossed the line for me because I'm like, this person will impersonate me to like my friends, and what, what for what? How far will they go? Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just it was it was just this person was following me and and probably maybe even physically. I don't know. That's the thing is you don't know. She
0: clearly was just for the single fact alone that you would be at your boyfriend's house, Mm -hmm. you would leave, and the minute you left, she would reach out and be like, I know Alejandro
1: just left. Well, she knew – She was sitting outside in her car. She Yeah. She like – she knew when I was out of town and I guess maybe she was following me on social media or like something, but she would figure out when I wasn't with my boyfriend and take advantage of that and like try to like insert herself. And I just – there's like another element to it that I like can't really talk about, but that was like creepy. She like figured out something that like she should have never figured out and I still don't really know how she figured it out, but like – Things like that, where I'm like, it, you, you kind of, you want to blame yourself because at that point I'm like, am I, am I putting too much of my life on Instagram? Like, yeah. if it's that easy. But things such as like the car that I drive, like, maybe you could figure that out through my social media. But I don't know some of those things. No,
0: I don't know. Like at that time, like you drove such a stereotypical car. I know,
1: especially for Los Angeles. Like- and she knew my plate, and I had out of state plates. Yeah,
0: and she She was she was I bet she was following you. Yeah, she was you styling. Well, she
1: actually said so. I'll give like one example of like how this like she was conniving and like gaslighting is. She said to my boyfriend, like, um, tell your girlfriend or whatever something to the effect of, my neighbor says that like this. Okay, I'll just like say it because I don't drive this car anymore. So she was like this white Mercedes with Minnesota plates is driving by, keeps driving by my house. Can you tell your girlfriend to stop? And like, to this day, I don't know where she lives. I couldn't. I couldn't drive oh, so there. She's if you the a gun in my fucking head. Fucking stalking you. Yes, and I'm like the the. It made me so angry because I'm like I like literally. If you held me hostage, I could not show you where she lives. I've never. Why Why would I do that? Two. You're trying then, to avoid this bitch. Yes. Why would I like go, go seek to her, her house. out? And what would I do? Drive by her house? And then three. She figured she obviously knew what I what I drove, because that was accurate. And if I'm not driving by her house, which I'm not, how the hell does she know what I drive?
0: Cause she was she was in the bushes. She was you styling you. Guarantee it.
1: Yeah. Oh, she that's another thing she would do. She would call me on random numbers unblocked and just like, listen. One time she called me, oh, this is the funny part. I'll leave it at this. This is how we like got her. Actually, she tripped over herself a few times, but I was, She wasn't the brightest. She was, but she, this is the thing. People, she just
0: went too far to where she started like poking holes in her own exactly, stories. Exactly. You,
1: when you get a little too bold and you're lying, you start to like create, you start to be your own like- you tell on yourself essentially. She told on herself. So the funny part was when I was sitting, so back before I'd ever been stalked, I like didn't really realize people could like do that. So I kept getting these like random calls and a woman would always ask me for like a, it was like a very pleasant, nice person. And she'd be like, hi, is, is Dennis there? And I'd be like, oh no, sorry. Like, this is not, you have the wrong number. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I am so sorry for your time. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Bye, whatever. And they were always like really nice. And one of the times I was sitting next to my boyfriend and I get a call and I was like, okay, listen, like I keep getting calls from these weird numbers. I'm like, I'm going to put it on speaker so you can hear it because like it keeps happening. And I'm like, hi. And they're like, hey, is James there? And I'm like, no, there's no James here. You must have the wrong number. They're like, oh, Oh, are you sure? And I was like, yes. Like, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Like, super apologetic. And I remember my boyfriend's face just kind of went pale. He recognized the voice? He recognized the voice. He was like, how long have you been getting these calls? And I was like, I don't know, like a few weeks. And he was like, I know who that is. I know that voice. He's like, I've heard that voice so many times. Fuck her. Yeah. And she, like, admitted it later. She said she would, like, call me because she was – For what? To see if I was with him. But I'm like – You're asking for random people. Like, I, I don't know if she thought maybe like she'd hear him in the background. Uh, I think you get any, so desperate. Any like, yeah, Any glimpse of him that she could get? Oh, and then she created a fake account and talked to me like she was a lawyer or like a law student or something because she knew I wanted to maybe go to law school. So she was like... Trying to have conversations with me on Instagram. What? Yeah, it was super weird, like a networking thing. And I like she tried to infiltrate your life in yes. any possible way yes. she could. Yes, yes, yes. It was super weird. Like I could go on and on. And I Don't you more. guys go
0: to the same gym now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, she hasn't reached out. No, in oh, almost a year. A year. Yeah. Um, I think she. Yeah. I. She's. Pro- oh, Holly. Oh, sorry. Go back to I bed. I'm so sorry. Go bed. She's so cute. I think she just realized she's got to cut her losses and uh, it's over. It's over. But yeah, I see her uh, <laughs> at the gym. Oh, so,
0: so bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, up next. I know. Let's get into the nitty gritty because this okay. this person almost got
1: napped. Okay. Or something, napped.
0: something bad was about to happen.
1: Okay. Not laughing at that. I'm laughing at napped.
0: Yeah, napped. Yeah, they got napped. Napped because like Into I don't know, night. kidnapped. Like it doesn't. It happens to more than just kids. It like, does. They're, well, they got uh, napped. Abduction.
1: Yeah, abducted. That's probably a better right. hostage. They actually do call it kidnapping, don't they? Like, yeah. isn't that the formal charge? Like, if I kidnapped your, if I took your dad and held him hostage, <laughs> it's Such a funny image. And for I me. got I'm charged. not laughing about kidnapping. No, I know, I know. I know. I, it's your I dad. I think it is. I think it's a. a Attempted kidnapping is a charge, yeah. It's a charge. I think of that meme of like the girl in the background in the backseat of the car and she's singing and there's a meme like me, like my kidnappers bringing me back because they can't like stand me and it's like this little girl
0: singing. (laughs) I've seen those TikToks. Okay, so this next story – One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy, but because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or Continuous Glucose Monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S dot and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today is from the actual subreddit, Let's Not Meet. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make very clear that any story I'm reading from this subreddit, I got explicit written permission from the writers, from OP. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them want their stories linked and some of them do not. Nice, Yeah, because Let's Not Meet is, like, very, very, very against people taking stories off really? of their subreddit. Okay. Yeah, like they go after you legally mm-hmm. if you don't get permission. Okay. Um, and one thing about this subreddit is they verify things. Like if you post a story on Let's Not Meet about you getting kidnapped or about having a stalker, like you have to literally send evidence oh, wow. to prove you're being honest. Mm. Like they don't let you post troll stories on oh. this subreddit. I like
1: that. Not that I don't like the I don't you like, like knowing kidnapping. that kidnapping. yeah, I like that it's real like thing. a yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. There you
0: go. So that time I got locked in a room with an unsettling man. I just came across this sub and figured this story was perfect to share here. I promise y'all this is 100% real and still gives me nightmares four years later. When I was 18, I worked at my college's residence building at the front desk, and I think I almost got assaulted or murdered. You be the judge. During the summer, the building operated as a hotel. So two and a half floors were hotel rooms, and half of the third floor were student rooms. The whole building operated with a hotel swipe key system that was pretty outdated, and all of the doors were powered by four AA batteries. If the batteries died, there was a decently lengthy process to replace them and reprogram the door. A dark-haired guy came to the front desk from inside the building while I was working an overnight shift at around 1 or 2 a.m. and said he left his key card in his room. I made him a new one and made my first error of the night. Hotel guests could have as many keys remade as they wanted, hypothetically. Students, however, We're supposed to be given a temporary key card and charged $2 to be returned when theirs is located. I gave him a new key for his room and asked if he was a student or hotel guest, and he replied, quote, student. At this point, I should have checked our system to charge his account, but I was caught up doing administrative duties and forgot. I used to trust people way too easily at this job, but quickly learned not to. Later on in the night, maybe around 3 or 4 a.m., he came to the desk again and said he couldn't get into his room. I asked if he just forgot his key again, and he said no, the door wasn't working. I asked if the light was coming on when he swiped his card, and he said no, so I figured the batteries were dead. I told him I'd have to change the batteries and went up to his room with him. He asked me for my name, and I told him. He didn't tell me his. I opened the door manually with a master key and told him I'd have to prop it open while I worked on the back panel to replace the batteries. He said Quote, no, it's okay, I'll close it. And closed and deadbolted the door locked. Really fucking weird, but I tried not to think about it. I had changed the batteries on plenty of other doors by this point, and some students were iffy about having their doors propped open for their room to be on display for anyone walking by. He also had a really thick accent, and I thought he might be an international student since we had a lot of those students from other countries where English was not their first language. I gave him the benefit of the doubt and thought maybe it was also just a language barrier issue. At this point, though, I really felt like something was wrong, but I tried to ignore it so I didn't freak him out. While I was trying to focus on fixing the door as quickly as possible, he kept trying to entice me to go further into the room, and he needed me to take a look at it. There was something underneath it that needed to be fixed, etc. He held out a little gold house key and said, I have a key, go get it, and threw it under the bed. He said there was a leak under the fridge. He just kept trying to get me down on the ground, throwing random problems at me. Obviously, I told him no. I'd send maintenance up in the morning to take a look at anything that was broken. I had my back to him, and he asked me if I would take off my glasses. I said, no, I need them to seat. His tone of voice changed, and in the most steady, chilling manner, he said, Ella, it's okay. You can take them off. And from behind me, he reached around and tried to take off my glasses. I swatted his hand away and, trying to remain composed, said, No thanks, I need to keep them on. Even though he was creeping me the fuck out, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to get in trouble if he complained about me or risk upsetting him and having him yell at me. I got up to grab something from the door repair kit and undid the door deadbolt and opened it up in the process. He jumped towards the door to close it again and told me to keep it closed. I told him no I had to open it to start reprogramming it from the front. While I held the door open with my foot and grabbed something from the door repair kit, he started playing with the little wispy hairs at the top of my forehead and trying to touch my shoulder. I swatted him away again and asked him not to touch me and focused on getting the fuck out of there. He once again tried getting me to follow him into the bedroom, saying the bed was broken, and I went as far as the doorframe to see if I could spot any actual problem with his bed. This is when I realized that he had nothing in his room. No dishes in the kitchen, no shower curtain in the bathroom, no sheets on the bed, nothing. This wasn't his room. Oh
1: my god. I didn't think about that till just now. My brain
0: once again went back to the international student theory, thinking he had just arrived today and hadn't gotten a chance to buy anything yet. But in the pit of my stomach, I knew something was wrong. I fiddled around with the door for a few more seconds before announcing that it was fixed and quickly gathered the door kit and left. Before I had reached the elevator, he came back out without his shoes on to follow me. He tried to get back in to get his shoes and called out, Ella, the door isn't fixed. You need to come back. I went back and opened the door manually and told him if the door was broken, I'd have to send up maintenance to fix it in the morning. I knew he was going to follow me to the elevator again so I closed the door behind me once he went inside and ran down the stairwell as fast as I could. When I got to the front desk, I checked the computer and saw that the room he was in was supposed to be empty. Ah! It wasn't a student room or a hotel room. I locked myself in our back office and called campus security. He came down a few minutes later and went behind the desk. I yelled at him to get on the other side and wait, now that I knew he wasn't a resident. He tore the corner "'off a slip of paper I had sitting on the desk "'and drew a flower on it, "'then put it back on top of my papers. "'When security arrived, "'he ran back up to the empty room "'and tried convincing them he lived there "'so he wouldn't have to leave. "'He kept showing them his key card, "'which had decided to work on the door again somehow. "'They escorted him back downstairs "'and came to ask me if he really did live there. "'Obviously, he fucking didn't. "'That's why I called you guys crying and terrified. "'He kept interjecting to argue he did live there, and couldn't even recall his room number when asked. Security asked him for a student card, and he couldn't produce it. So they told him he would have to leave if he couldn't prove he lived there. While they were grabbing his information, I listened from the office and could immediately tell he was lying. The phone number he gave was just a bunch of random numbers. The name he gave was prefaced by, um, as if he was trying to think of a name. When they asked him for his address, he just said, Across the street. One security guard asked if he lived in the apartments across the street, and he said yes, but couldn't tell them what the building number was. He said his apartment number was 1,200, but I moved into that building a few months later, and apartment 1,200 doesn't exist. Mm. When security asked what his purpose was to be sneaking into a room, he just kept up the ums and uhs and saying he didn't know. They'd ask, were you trying to see a friend? Do you know anybody who lives here? Were you here to hurt somebody? And he kept fidgeting and saying, I don't know. No reason. I was just here. At one point, he tried to tell them he was my friend, at which point I poked my head out of the office to say that I literally had never seen him before that night. He left. We didn't call the police because he didn't actually do anything, but it was still fucking unsettling. Later on, it dawned on me how he figured out the room was vacant. One of the housekeepers had been using it as her personal break room. A few days later, a housekeeper came to the desk and told me they found the door deadbolted open, the TV on, and a housekeeper inside watching TV. She must have forgotten to close the door when she left for the night, and when the creep let himself into the building, he found it. I never saw him again, and to this day, I have no clue what he was doing there. I haven't worked there since last winter, and overnight shifts still give me the heebie-jeebies.
1: Mm. Okay, why is this – I just feel like I wouldn't be able to do overnight shifts after that. I would quit. Yeah. I would She's literally literate. quit. She's like – like Bravo, I think her name is Ella. Ugh. Ella's very brave.
0: I would have left the minute he shut the door and deadbolted it, when Oh, I, yeah, when I went to fix the back panel, I would have not I would not have stayed in there any longer, yeah,
1: the fact that she like still did her job, like she ran back downstairs and yelled at him to get away from the desk, like I probably would have run home <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, I, don't I would even have,
0: know I would immediately have called. The cops, not campus security. Same. I
1: would have called 911.
0: Like, fuck campus security. Campus
1: security, most of the time, also he did Also, he
0: did do something. He was yeah. trespassing. He was trespassing. Like, and that he was, like, still... impersonating a resident. There's shit that they could have done. Like, yeah. just the trespassing alone would have been a chargeable offense. Yeah. That's... He was breaking and entering. Yeah. Like, fuck no. But why deadbolt the door? Like, he was trying to get her in there. Yeah. And, like, all the creepy shit, like – my bed's broken. Look under the bed. That part. there's like, a key. Go get it. So
1: degrading. Like threw a key, like a squeaky toy under the bed what to the get her to, on her like hands and knees. Like what would he have done? Like if she had been like for some reason. I feel
0: if- like he would have knocked her over the back of the head with something. <gasps> I feel like that's like get her on her hands and knees where she's the most vulnerable. vulnerable and like hit her over the head, kick her in the stomach. Like that's where you get
1: someone to like take them down and out. Oh my God. And like taking her glasses off so that she's like, can't see as well.
0: Yeah. No, me, me without contacts, I would not be able to see the cup in front of my face.
1: Yeah. That whole thing. He was up to something, whether he was trying to sexually assault, abduct, harm, inflict pain. He was – like you don't do that there's people who are socially awkward and don't understand how to get people like in a room with them to talk. But that yeah. that's cross that's crossing way too many lines. Yeah.
0: No, go sit at Starbucks if you want to make friends. Yeah. Like my dad goes there all the time and has made
1: some of his best friends just sitting at Starbucks. Yeah, you can. Yes, yeah, you can just go like loiter somewhere publicly and like not impersonate a resident and not like, trespass and no. not like assault people.
0: You know. Well, and the thing with this one too, like, okay, that housekeeper just happened to leave the door unlocked that one day.
1: Yeah, that seems like a very perfect storm situation. He was casing the place. Yeah. I was going to say, how did he like the one day and he found it? I was thinking that too. It just seems too convenient. It's too
0: big of a coincidence. I agree. How do you just wander into that hotel, that floor, by
1: that room, that day that she left the door unlocked? Yeah. Also in the opening statement, I don't know what year this was. I don't know if she gives any context as to, like, when this happened. But for some reason, it didn't sit right with me that there would be a building that is part student housing and part hotel resident living. I think uh, that's a really weird mix.
0: Yeah, I feel like some college campuses do it, though, to, like, when the dorms are empty during the summer to at mm-hmm. least, like, make some of their money yeah. back.
1: I don't know. Really? Do you know of any schools that do that?
0: I don't know. There, My college had interesting rules for, like, renting rooms for the summer, but I don't know if you could as like a true non-non-student.
1: Exactly. Like I went to LMU, Loyola Marymount, and I can't even get on that. Like you have to know somebody to get on that campus. Like uh-huh. I'm an alumni and I can't even get on that campus. Like it's gated and you – Which is how it should be. It's Which is how it should be. It's a private yeah. school and it's small, but like I remember if I forgot my student ID card, like I was shit out of luck. I wasn't getting on campus that day.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's honestly with school shootings and everything in this country, like America. If you live in other countries and don't have to deal with school shootings, and even if it's a public school and has a beautiful mall, you should have to give identification and like sign in. Oh, and my sign gosh. Sign back out.
1: At, so at my graduation, you didn't come, did you? No, you didn't have enough came tickets my, for your ceremony. Oh, we, we partied after. You came to my. I, I know we partied after. <laughs> but um, the the. The graduation ceremony is outside because it's like sunny and beautiful and we have a big grass hill, whatever. And I was so on edge. This was 2017 and I don't remember what had happened that year, but I was so on edge my whole graduation. I kept looking around me and being like, this is a perfect like school shooting moment because yeah. it's there was outside. like a hill and bleachers or there something. There was a right? hill, like you they were it was so hectic that day that they weren't like checking people, like anyone could walk on and like the school I went to um, has like quite a bit of like high profile kids, like celebrity children, because we are local here in LA. And I just remember thinking, I think that year, um, the year before like Hillary Clinton spoke. So, or I'm sorry, Bill Clinton spoke. So it was like, there's just always a lot of high profile people. And I'm like, this is such a perfect situation. And it just like my family, like my family members were at the, um, the Vegas shooting. I know. I forget what year that was. Yeah. It might have been. It might have been that year, and that's why I was a little triggered. But I don't know. I was like on edge. I remember thinking about like a school shooting at my graduation, and that's like so sad. I was looking yeah. around, being like, "This is unregulated. Like anybody could be here."
0: Yeah, that's just. Yeah, I don't
1: know, but anyway,
0: terrifying. Yeah, thank God this poor girl does not work there anymore, and
1: yeah, whoo, fuck Jeez. that,
0: that's scary. I know. Top comment. She was like, I don't know if I was, like, I almost got murdered or what. And someone was like, both. He was likely going to do both. He probably would not have wanted to leave a witness. It's scary and fucked up that the dorms didn't have anything in place to keep you safe. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry you had to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And going forward, the manager took me off overnights.
1: There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's – They shouldn't have overnight at all without some type of security guard.
0: Especially not one – Female alone. Right.
1: And they shouldn't... She should not be, like, allowed to just, like, leave her post to go. Like, so she should have been escorted by, like, especially in, at night like that. At least one other staff member there. Yeah. Like, house... Don't you think that would be
0: housekeeping if it was an actual hotel? Yeah. Baffling. Yeah. Up next... One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy, but because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or Continuous Glucose Monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. My brother saw a ghost as a kid. Two decades later, I realized what he actually saw. Mm. I was about seven years old, my brother about ten. It was well past our bedtime when our mom woke up off the couch to put us to bed. Our dad worked construction out of town back then, so it was often just us three at the house for weeks at a time. Up the stairs and to the immediate right was our parents' bedroom. Going left put you in the middle of the hallway. Taking another left down the hallway led to my brother's room. The opposite end was my room, which was also across the hall from our upstairs bathroom. I'm going to need a fucking diagram. Yeah. At either end of the hallway, are windowed doors. We always kept locked and rarely used. The door on my end led to a balcony overlooking our front yard, and the door on my brother's end opened up to our back porch. The house kind of leaned into a small hill. My brother and mom both had a habit of waking up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I only knew this because I was always a light sleeper and they just couldn't help flushing with the door wide open. This night, however, my brother stopped on his way to his room and came back towards the bathroom. I'm going to try to pee before I go to bed. The past few nights, I've been too afraid to walk to the bathroom. I keep seeing a man wearing stripes at the end of the hallway. Uh, no. I don't know if my mom wrote it off as my brother telling ghost stories to try to scare me or if she was already half asleep and didn't catch it, but she didn't react at all to my brother's confession. I, on the other hand, was terrified by it. The fear of seeing a ghost like that at the end of the hallway or through the windows is the reason I started running from the stairs to my bedroom at night. Years later, when I was about 18, my mom and I were having a conversation in her car about a dog we had for a very short time when I was little. We were sharing stories about Max's tendency towards destroying my shoes and other unruly behaviors when my mom blurted out, do you remember that time I opened the front door for the cops and Max ran inside to the kitchen and started tearing open that big bag of dog food we had? This really caught me by surprise because in all the years I lived in that house, we never once called the cops. Gun owner family in a quiet, rural West Virginia neighborhood, etc., I asked her what she was talking about and she looked equally surprised as if she had just revealed something by accident. Oh, that's right. I never told you because you were too young at the time. One night, I woke up hearing noises outside my window and when I looked, I saw a man staring into my bedroom. She went on to describe how turning on the lights caused him to take off running and how she grabbed my dad's pistol before calling the cops. I can't remember all the details I gave them when they showed up. Tall, white male wearing a striped shirt and jeans, short dark hair, something like that. They said it matched the description of a man they were looking for in the area. It turns out he had escaped from jail on murder
1: charges.
0: (gasps) Now, I know it sounds so obvious hearing those two stories back to back, but it wasn't until a few years ago in my mid-20s that I pieced together that my brother had unknowingly warned us about a murderer who spent multiple nights casing our home.
1: Oh, my God. It wasn't a ghost?
0: No. It was literally a man staring into their windows. It was not a ghost. Oh, my God. Paranormal episode will come, but this is I was, not it.
1: Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that gives me so much fear. Yeah. Terrifying.
0: Terrifying. So,
1: so the son thought he was seeing this man with a striped shirt at the end of the hallway, and it was really this guy outside the window? He thought he was seeing a ghost. He was about 10 at the time. Okay. Okay.
0: And, yeah, he thought he was seeing a ghost at the end of the hallway. And it was him outside the window. (gasps) It was a man outside the window.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That's scary. Yeah. Thank God they didn't – like, he didn't get in.
0: Oh, I just – fuck. Like, I'm scared of the dark. I don't go anywhere outside at night by myself. Yeah. Like, ever, 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 ever. So – To see someone, like, staring outside your window. Like, even the other night, we have, like, a a big, like, door at the end of one of our hallways. And my dad set, like, a shop vac on the – like, a table outside the door. Mm -hmm. And by the looks of it, it looks like a person, like, Mm -hmm. hunched there staring at you. Yeah. And I about shit myself. Yeah. I literally – about died so like this poor little kid like having that same
1: experience at 10 yeah where he's like oh it's just a ghost like oh my gosh it's sad that he was like (gasps) it's just a ghost like that's still scary
0: oh it's so terrifying oh that's oh i just can't imagine like he was literally on the run from the cops or like a suspect murder suspect i think she mentions in a comment like i know this original post she says he escaped from jail on murder charges um but op does give an update I spoke with my mom and brother separately about the stories. First, my mom corrected my memory about what she found out from the police. It wasn't someone that had escaped; rather, the description fit a suspect in an ongoing murder investigation. Ah, that makes
1: more sense. Still a murderer. Still, no, still, still very scary. Still a murderer. Oh, that yeah, that. that
0: is- I, and they go, I'm honestly not sure if it that makes it better or worse. Yeah. My brother did remind me of a piece of the story I didn't know was related. For the week after my mom called the cops, our older cousin brought a shotgun and stayed with us until our dad returned. Of course, at the time, I didn't know why he was staying with us. I mentioned this to my mom, and she told me a detail I didn't know. Our cousin, who was sleeping in my brother's room, set up a makeshift alarm system with some
1: string and bells on the door in case anyone came around again. Oh, my gosh. That is very makeshift. See, like, this is why I love the ring. Uh, oh yeah! I so know. actually, in the first story with the with the ex showing up on the porch, I was like, "Well, do they have a ring?" Because the ring back when I had my stalker situation and she was showing up to my boyfriend's house, yeah, he didn't have a ring. It would be amazing if we had the ring because you can see in the video. You could take that to the police, and because otherwise, it's like your word against theirs. Like I wasn't at your house on Saturday at two p.m. It's like mm, really yeah. because roll Here the tapes,
0: go. yeah. I think, like, investing in home security stuff is, like, the best thing you can do for your home and your safety. Like, granted, we have security systems here and we've had so many cars (laughs) stolen. It's actually just ridiculous. It's wild. But it's just, like, something, like, you just don't know. Like, I've seen so many scary TikToks of people, like, trying to break into their homes and being, like, let me in, pretty girl. Oh, my gosh. No! To the ring? To the ring. Oh, no. They, like, evilly stare
1: into the ring and they're
0: like... Let me in. No,
1: I would literally I know home. pass away. I, my, my soul would leave my body. It, see, I, okay, this is actually not a good time to be doing this because <laughs> I'm gonna about to leave, live alone
2: for the oh, first time in my life.
1: No. For the first time in my 27 years on this God's green earth, I'm about to live alone. And even as it is, I get a little spooked. I can't spooked. do it. I know. I can't so do I'm it. So I'm actually like – You brave lady. I Well, what choice do I have? So I kind of want to get like a – you know I've always wanted a dog, but I've, I'm, have i like, kind of leaning towards, like, a Doberman or, like, a Rottweiler now. And I've always liked those dogs. Shepherd, baby. I like shepherds, but. I love them. Look at the t- long-haired
0: ones and go to the protection classes. No,
1: I follow a Doberman rescue. So it would be, like, a a rescue dog. And I don't even need to, like, formally train him. I no. Mean, so I'm training. There's something but-
0: to be said about big, scary dogs. Exactly. Like, Yes. Privilege. Yes. That's what I was looking for. There's an Privilege. An, yes. There's, There's – yeah.
1: They. The, well, Dobermans and Rottweilers are like working sporting dogs. So they are like inherently going to be like guard dogs even just by barking, just alerting you that yeah. somebody is here, somebody is around you. The dogs don't even have to be trained. They'll just bark and they're scary dogs.
0: Well, my shepherd has actually saved us from a similar situation to this. Like we – At my house in Hermantown, like, it's a 30-acre farm. Yeah. But, like, the house, like, the main house is closer to the road. So we were, like, all there one night. Or I wasn't even there. It was my mom retelling me this story. But I think it was at college at the time or something. And she was, like, I, like, just want you to know, like, in case you come home or something, like, there's been people casing the house. My older brother was living there at the time. And Bear was just going nuts, my big German shepherd, Mm -hmm. going absolutely nuts barking at the window, pacing the house back and forth, barking at that window, just going bonkers. Yeah. And my mom was like, Bear, shut up. (laughs) Like, shut up. Because, like, he'll bark when people come to the driveway. He's just inherently very protective. Yeah. And so she was finally like, I don't know what this dog wants. I I don't know what he wants. And so my brother was in, like, the front, like, in the layout of our house there. There's, like, this front screen room that was converted into, like, another bedroom. And then the living room's right here. So he was right here in his bed with his window open. And all of a sudden, my mom was like, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to let the dog out. Mm. And all of a sudden, Bear beelines it towards the side of the house. And my brother from his window hears, oh, shit, they no. got a dog. Oh, no. Run. Oh, my God. So there were people staring outside of the house into all of our windows. And my dog somehow saw them, sensed it, yeah, heard smelled them. It smelled it. Who fucking knows? Yeah, and literally
1: chase yeah. their asses away. Yeah, no, I I I would be like, I love shepherds. It's just the shedding. <laughs> I know but that's why I want the long hair. They shed differently. Because it's hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I. It, I'm not like I'm a little agnostic about the breed. I just, lo- I, but I, I've always loved you a want, German yeah. and a and a, Germ- and a Rottweiler. But I mean, you got to get the right dog though, because so it's funny that pitbulls get the bad rep because I have one at home. Yeah, and. So recently, it's not even funny, but in Minnesota, there's like been an uptick in violence and in Eden Prairie, which is like the city I'm from, typically it was voted like best place to live in America. Like it's a very safe town historically. And <laughs> recently there's been like – my mom said some crazy stat. Like it's like there's an 800% uptick in like carjackings, which I guess is possible because if they went from oh. like zero to like eight that year, right? But – True. Right. Yeah. So it's what is that number really? Right, mean? Right. What does that number mean? Like, give but, us the total? Yeah. It's it's a lot. Let's put it that way. And so it's like one. It's like okay, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, my dad and his my stepmom were sleeping recently, it was like a few months ago, and two a.m. My stepmom wakes up because she hears our garage opening.
0: Shut the fuck up. Yeah,
1: and she's like, uh, like, well, and their bedrooms over the garage. right? Yes. The, yes yeah.
0: Yes. They're better for oh. the garage.
1: I live in Los Angeles. My brother's in Iowa at college. Like, who the who hell the fuck is it? No one knows the code to the garage. Freaking, my dad wakes up, goes and grabs his pistol. Gun family, whatever. So they like I want a gun. Yeah, he's like, I've whatever. So he I'm with it. does his thing, and yeah, he's he's probably surprising his. for a lot of people. For yeah,
0: well, it's. I just want it just in case, God forbid, I need to yeah. use it. Like, I want to go to gun safety and make sure I'm
1: properly trained. Same, but, we okay. should go to a shooting range. Let's deal. Yeah, I want to go. Okay. okay, okay. Um, long story short, my dad, like, runs the perimeter of the house, which Bob, don't please don't like just call the police. Yeah, I don't Bob, know. I know.
0: He's such a gentle I know. giant know. Just
1: runs around the house with his pistol. Like, who's there? Like, I got a gun, whatever. Cause you can, it's on your property. Yeah. But then he's like, no one's here. Like, who opened my garage? Well, he realized the next day that he left his truck unlocked as he does. So somebody opened – so American-made cars typically, as opposed to a foreign-made car, if like like a, an Audi, uh, Mercedes, whatever, if you try to like – you know how you can program your garage opener in those cars or any car really? It doesn't work unless you have a
0: key fob in Unless
1: it. the car is running or the key fob is in there, but his truck is an American-made truck. And those sometimes – you can open it oh yeah yes so he's his theory and the most plausible thing is that somebody got in the truck opened their garage and then waited to see like do lights turn on what happens but what i said the reason i told this story is because where the hell was this pit bull sleeping catching z's her um her original name was tater tot (laughs) for a reason tater tot was ptfo (laughs) on the bed like i was like so did she even like get up no Yeah, no, my shepherd would have lost it. Both eyes closed. Yeah. Just like snoring. Yeah. Like legs in the air. Like pit bulls are failed guard dogs. So, yeah. Anyway, when I live alone, I will not be getting a pit bull for that reason, but I need a protective
0: dog. Yeah. I will not not have a German Shepherd. Like, especially living alone, like, I would immediately be like bringing my Shepherd out here. Right?
1: Oh, immediately. I know. I'm scared. I'm going to need a ring, a dog. You can, there's really good,
0: again, like, I'm just plugging like all the things and I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to put like a Google doc together with all the the, links, with all like the Amazon links of shit I talk about. Yeah. Because there's an amazing, I should. There's an amazing, amazing, amazing ring, like attachment. If you are like, if you have a rental, because you can't screw shit in your door or your wall at like these rental places or apartments. And so there's this like ring device that is a steel bolt. It goes on your side of the door and clamps on, and it secures a ring device on your door. Oh, cool. So there's no way for them to get it off. There's no way for them to, like, break it, bust it off. Like, it is there.
1: Nice. And, like,
0: everyone needs one. Like, I don't care if you're renting your building has security. Like, get it for your own sake because yeah. building security fails. We all need to keep ourselves as safe as possible. I know. Like –
1: Get a dog. Get a ring. Get it all. Yeah. Do do your iPhone. I'm going to go home and plug those in. Yes. Those contacts in.
0: Oh, I know. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this story was crazy. There's there's not a lot of good comments on these like there typically is on – Well, because what do you say? Like that's yeah crazy. There's not a lot to say. Just like yeah. people confirming their stories. Yeah. Here's where we start to get just a little – a little sus – One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy, but because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI driven app to deliver me real time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to cygnos.com. That's S I G N O S scom and get 20% off select plans by using code T H T today. That's cygnos.com and use code T H T to get 20% off select plans today. My 29 female husband, 32 male of three years said something I can't move on from. We have a job that requires us to wake up very early in the morning. We've been working a cubicle away for the past couple of years. That's how we met. He usually wakes up before me and makes me breakfast. He's been doing this since we got married. He's sweet and caring like that. He's also the funniest, genuine, and friendly person I know. I love him and know he loves me back. Our relationship has always been stable. Now, I'm not sure. Today, while we were having breakfast, he calmly asked me to kill him if I ever caught him cheating. I initially brushed it off as a joke and replied, likewise. Then he said that he'd kill me if he found me cheating and he would enjoy it. (gasps) I didn't know how to react. I got chills. He's never been like this and I can't imagine him saying things like that. All day at work, I've been thinking what I did wrong. Did he read my messages? None of us keep passwords and find something off. Did he see me talking with someone inappropriately? I don't know. What should I say
1: to him? Red flag. Yeah. I. um, What? What? So I think it's kind of, we obviously need more context, but I think it's kind of sad that her immediate thought is like, did he see something? What did he read? It's like She's in, like, blaming herself. Yes. When in reality, he may just, like, have fucked up thoughts. Yeah. What do you say? I think you literally just have a very honest conversation and you say, hey, like, you made this this comment in passing and maybe it was, like, a, a joke to you in some way, but it was very unsettling. and Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That was kind of terrifying. And then go from there, you know?
0: Yeah. I, like, Justin's... Last partner was like a cheater. Like she really kind of like destroyed his life, and (gasps) that
1: I want to beat the shit out of her. I know, and that what the hell?
0: And that was like a big reason for him, like kind of uprooting his life and moving to New York. Was the fact that like this girl, his high school sweetheart that he dated,
1: she's in our home state.
0: Yeah, well, no, she's. I don't even know what she looks like. I have no idea, like anything really about her. I've I've never wanted to know. Yeah. But I just know their history as, like, a couple. And she, like, cheated on him with, like, a bunch of her exes as well as this guy that Justin was producing music for and, like, basically helping him with his whole artist career with everything. And he wrote a song and was, like, in the song that Justin was producing being, like, I'm fucking your girl and you (gasps) don't even know. And so, like, I think she eventually, like, broke down and, like, told him everything. But, like... For Justin, this was like world shattering. I get like, you know, he has a fear of like cheating and stuff like that. But it's like when we talk about stuff like that, if like anything ever happened with us and like one of us were to cheat, I would just shut down. Like it would just be like so sad for me. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to kill you. No. What? I would murder you
1: and I would enjoy it. No, that's so – so so weird. You didn't need to add that last the, that, part. That part gets me. Yeah. Like the obviously the murder comments weird, but like it's like when women are like, I'll chop your balls off if you say this, this, and this. Or if you look at this, you are you know. And that's not okay too. But we all know like that's typically said in a joking manner. Yeah. Not that you should joke about like homicide, but <laughs> but <sighs> if you're gonna joke about homicide, don't joke that you're gonna enjoy it. Like weird. I Especially your wife. Yeah. That that's Really, I would – I would confront it because – Immediately. I don't even like want to repeat this, but I had an ex-boyfriend make such a questionable comment one time that I was like – Say it. Do you want me to? Yeah, say it. Okay. (laughs) It's like – it's like things that you're just like – we definitely need to have like a trigger warning on this episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's an ex, thank God. But he one time was talking about this girl. I don't know what she did. She like did something really stupid, fucked up, whatever, annoyed the shit out of him. And he was like, God, I just hate her so much. Sometimes I just wish I could like, oh my God, I could like put my like hand around her neck and just like squeeze until her legs like stop kicking. And I'm like, terrifying. Did you just did you just describe, like, a murder? Like, I'm not even, like – I was – I was. That's – he's got a – like, that's a plan. Well, like, you, that's, you can guess which ex this is. Oh,
0: I – You I ab- already know. I absolutely know because hey. the first time I met him, he said, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. The first time? First time I ever met him. I was in an apartment here in L.A. And I didn't know like, that's the first
1: time you met him. I know what time you're thinking first about. First and only time I've ever met him. Oh, well, let's – Shut see. the fuck up, you stupid bitch. Oh, my gosh. Like – I'm so embarrassed. People are like, what <laughs> – Excuse you. I know,
0: I I was. I was being sassy, but for for the right reasons. Yeah,
1: but no, it was so warranted. He was nuts. He was nuts. So you know what ex this is, but. That's crazy. Like, I don't, there's not. And I never confronted it. And to this day, like, it clearly left a mark on me because I haven't dated this person in so long. Like seven years, eight years? Yeah, longer maybe. And it's like. It's, it's scary it's scary and it was scary at the time I didn't know he was the narcissist scary person that he is that I know now but in that moment I was like it it was like a lot to process because I'm like I know you're being dramatic and I know you're worked up but like that was very vivid you didn't yeah that was very like graphic no
0: that's scary and it's also like okay well what did she do to you and like what happens if I piss you off yes are you gonna do the same to me well
1: you're going to choke me to she death? She didn't even do anything that bad. Like, this person is, like, a very good, kind person. Like, you might know who she is. Like, Ugh, it was scary. so weird. And I'm like, just the fact that you have it in you to make a comment like that. It's terrifying. And not even back down from it and be like, oh, God, that was dramatic. Sorry. Let no, me take he, that back. he,
0: like, he was almost, like, fantasizing about it. Yeah. In a weird way. Like, yeah. the way he was describing it, like… I just want to put my hand around her until like she stops kicking. Uh, like that's fantasizing. I it know. In a way. I know. That's like a plan too. It's not like oh, I just want to kill her sometimes. Yeah. Like, vague. No, that's that's like you've thought this out and you're envisioning it in yes.
1: your head. Oh, I like still get uncomfortable just thinking about it. I didn't even want to yeah. like say it honestly, but that reminds me of this. Like where it's like I would kill you and I'd enjoy it. Weird. What?
0: Really weird. I wouldn't have gone to work that day. Like this sounds like it was during the morning when yeah she goes all day at work I've been thinking about what I did wrong I wouldn't have been able to go to work I would have been sick over this I would immediately been like hey can we sit down like this is not it's a really strange comment but I guess in the moment you're probably just like in so much shock that you're like wait
1: did he actually just say that yeah I think that's right I think you're in so much shock that you're like uh let me think about that let me stick a pin in that and like process it later you know Yeah. But that's something that she should address for sure. Immediately. Yeah. So
0: the top comment on this one, I would ask to talk to him whenever you're just hanging out. Then tell him something like, quote, can I ask you something? What brought you to say that so out of the blue? It really messed with me. It was just so unlike you. Is something on your mind? And someone replies back and goes this, my first thought was that someone he knows cheated or was cheated on and it greatly affected them. And seeing it unfold has affected him too. I'm sure he didn't mean it, but people say dumb shit when they're emotional. Make sure, though, and if there's a hint that he really thinks that way, get out. I'm sure you don't plan on cheating, but dangerous people will imagine or invent reasons to lash out. That's true. Yeah. Someone else goes, This plus a very surreal dream is what came to my mind. I know I've had some dreams that left me with strong emotions and kind of thrown off for the rest of the day. Which... How many people have had dreams of like getting cheated on? Oh, my gosh. It's all the time. Like it's a thing. It happens to everyone. And it's a TikTok trend where it's like, (laughs) my my girlfriend was mad at me because like she dreamed I cheated on her. Yeah,
1: easily. I wake up mad at Brett for like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) For sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So those sex dreams, they can really affect people. Yep. I just think it's so crazy, though. I would never be like, if I ever cheated on you, murder me. After a dream. That's so weird. Another top comment on this that I appreciate. You never know if someone means it or not until you end up in a domestic violence situation or worse. Threats of domestic violence and murder aren't something to tiptoe around with statements like, I'm sure I didn't mean it. That's exactly how you end up battered or dead. Yeah,
1: I honestly do kind of agree with that because I don't know, to make those types of comments – Takes a certain like type of person, you can go there mentally. That's
0: yeah, that's where I'm at with this one. I think like everyone's mind kind of goes there, like, well, what if my partner cheated on me? Because we when we are in relationships, we're putting so much trust and faith in an individual. Yeah. So everyone's mind goes there, but my first
1: thought isn't I would kill you. No, speaking as some from somebody's perspective who has been cheated on. Many times. I've never ever. Me. me. No, me too. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> Same, sis. Hey. <laughs> um, That's not like. We're <laughs> I know, but hey, we're better, <laughs> stronger, Let, better. It brought us here. Exactly. Like whatever. But um, no. Like what? That's the last. I've never ever gone there no. ever. And like
0: my immediate thing to getting cheated on. Now like, I shut down. Like I want nothing to do oh, yeah. with you. Like. If you're going to burn me in that way, like, you're never going to hear from me, see me again. And it's not easy to do the first time. Like, the first couple times I got cheated on, I was very much like, I'm in love with this person. He promises he's never going to do this to me again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like, okay, second time, wake the fuck up, Morgan. Third time, okay, it's time to be done with this one. But then it happens again and you're just like, you just – You
1: have those little love blinders and it's hard. But like nowadays, like my last ex, I was like, no. I'm thankful that it happened because I learned so much about myself and relationships. But I, yeah, you definitely have blinders on. And, but, but I guess what we're both getting at here is like, without getting into the weeds of it, like never did murder, murder, never, no, cross my mind. Not even, not, not even violence. It was like, I will, um, maybe smear your name on Twitter, possibly. On a podcast. Maybe. But you a,
0: haven't said names even. Maybe in a podcast. You're good. You're good. I know, but I don't
1: have a lot of exes, so anybody who knows me can, like, deduce who is who.
0: I know. There's, well, you know? And it's so Because I have one ex
1: who's, like, so kind. Like, you, you this person, you know? And yeah. then the other ex is, like, very obvious. You're like, oh. But
0: is he kind? Because he did date your one of your best friends. Yeah. So he might be a shit Shithead
1: too. He is in his own right, <laughs> in his own right. But I wouldn't consider that. You know, there's like date your friend, and then there's like make comments about homicide and cheat on you. You Different. know, and it's like there's levels to this shit. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent. Anyway, um, yeah, probably don't. I don't. I just don't think murder should ever be a conversation in a relationship. No. And cheating, as terrible as it is, two girls right here are speaking to the. Hurt of being cheated on, still, no unwarranted,
0: no. And even if like if you get cheated on and you have this unsettling moment of like I just want to burn the fucking world down, like I yeah. want to kill this person, like what? No. He's not worth being in jail forever. Not even. No one is. No. Fuck grudges. Fuck like holding on to that shit. Like I don't know what switch flipped in me, and I think you went through this recently too, where it's just like. Not like, Uh, no, like with like the friend that started dating your ex. Like you were just kind of like to this point where like I'm over it. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I –
1: No, no, no. But you're right. You're right. We
0: both kind of in our lives and I think it takes a lot of like trial and error and practice makes perfect. Yes. You learn how to when people like screw you over or you just come to terms with the fact that like they're undeserving of you. Yeah. It's not like revenge it's not, I want to get even. It's just like- It's 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 indifference. I deserve better.
1: Yeah, e- exactly. It's, it's knowing that your time and your energy is worth so much more. And no matter how much this person burns you, like you almost just have to cut the loss and move yeah. on and realize that your time, your energy, your happiness is worth so much more than this like- petty problem that you have with this person 100 you know yeah it's like it's like guarding your feelings and guarding your emotions and your time but don't don't kill people
0: for cheating yeah no and don't make threats of it
1: no okay you guys here I come again plug in my
0: people over at Ana Luisa that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A I'm obsessed with the jewelry that they've sent over and I'm including it into everything including my by the time this episode airs my Yom Kippur outfit So if you want to get jewelry pieces that are both sustainable, ethical, not even that, like they're freaking carbon neutral. This brand goes above and beyond in giving you cute packaging that's recyclable and everything down to little bags are flawless. So be sure to check out their website, browse, see if you like anything because they're offering 10% off and One thing I love about this brand is the fact that they are making their jewelry with recycled materials and in small batches so that nothing really goes to waste. And this episode is airing Thursday, but hey, if you're listening on a Friday, even better because Ana Luisa's new collections drop every Friday. Not only is this jewelry sustainable and ethical like I've mentioned, but it's trendy and elegant and provides joy to those who wear it, including me. I didn't even want to put the headphones on when I was recording these ads because I wanted to show off the earrings so much. But hey, if my styles aren't for you, check out their website for 10% off. So go treat yourself, you guys. And be sure to tag me in what you get. I would absolutely love to see it. To get 10% off, use my code 2HOT. That's T-W-O-H-O-T for 10% off. And I'll be sure to put the link in the description so it's even easier for you to use. Okay, back to the
1: stories, guys. Whew. Up next. Up next. Get a crazy one. Crazy. I want like like I want my jaw on the floor. Ah like maybe one with like a plot twist where you're like, ooh, mm. you know? Okay. Like not like the most graphic horrific, but maybe like I got one for you. Whoa. I got one. Okay. I gotta whip out the computer for her. Uh oh. Uh
0: oh. Uh-oh. Bring out the big guns. Okay, one yeah. last one. Yeah.
1: You wanted Twisty Turney. Twisty Turney, Spooky McSpooker.
0: So this one's an oldie, but a goodie. Okay.
1: Why, if, by oldie,
0: like. It's an oldie. It's four years old. Oh, okay. So uh, this one was originally posted by username Blue 17 for those of you that want to look into it. Um, but it is quite terrifying.
2: Mm hmm.
0: I'm pregnant and being investigated by the Department of Child Services. Oh, man. Hello. I'm a 29-year-old, happily married. My husband and I are college-educated, have respectable, stable jobs, own a home in a nice neighborhood. We're basically as prepared as anyone can be to start a family. I'm almost nine months pregnant with our first child. The problem is that 11 years ago when my husband was a freshman in college, he was arrested for possession of marijuana. It was a large enough amount that he was charged with a class D felony. Our jurisdiction is very harsh regarding marijuana, but not intent to deal. He pled guilty and did his time in probation without a problem, passing every drug test along the way. He has not touched marijuana or any other illegal substance since, and we rarely even drink and haven't at all in over a year. I have no criminal record, and I've never done drugs myself. It was a stupid mistake he made as a foolish eighteen-year-old, and he's worked hard to put it behind him. Someone has apparently contacted child services in our area and informed them that we are drug users. This accusation is being taken very seriously because of my husband's record. We have been as cooperative as could be with our caseworker. We've been interviewed. Our home has been examined and she found nothing remotely serious or incriminating. We have both taken drug tests and passed. Our caseworker says everything looks just fine so far. Unfortunately, she also says that there's still the possibility that our child could be taken from us in the labor and delivery ward and that we won't be allowed to take her home. I was devastated and horrified to hear that. When I asked why, she said it was, quote, not up to her. And we'll have to wait and see, which made absolutely no sense to me. What gives? I feel like there's something she isn't telling me, but I have no experience with DCS and I'm not aware of anything we could have possibly done wrong. I know they'll have to test my daughter for drugs once she's born, but she has not been exposed to drugs, nothing more than prenatal vitamins and Tylenol. And I've already proven that by passing a drug test. I'm scared and confused. Do I need a lawyer? I had anticipated spending... Our savings on our new daughter slash parental leave, but I will use that money for a lawyer if I have to. Thanks for reading, and thanks in advance for your help. Mm. There's an update. Okay. Do you want me to just read the update first?
1: It sounds like you want to <laughs> say
0: say your comments while you're thinking right away.
1: I don't. I don't have a comment. I think I have a question. I'm curious as to who reported that. Very fishy. Mm-hmm. Very fishy, right? Yeah. I mean my comment is just like this is so fucked up and it's just so sad and shows how like broken the system can be and how like vulnerable you are to like a mis a a misstep with the law. Oh my you know? god, yeah. But I guess the the lingering question is my in my mind that I can't ignore is like who anonymously reported that?
0: It's very fishy. Yeah. Especially since the fact that it happened when he was 18 and they're now – Yeah. She's 29. Yeah. He's probably 29. A decade later. Yeah. So I'll read the top comment on the post. Okay. And then maybe we can just do the update. Yeah. And then talk about it because that's where it gets weird. Okay. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy, but because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or Continuous Glucose Monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S dot com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. I am a former Indiana CPS investigator assessor. Something here is not making any sense at all unless the law has changed greatly in the last few years when I left the department. As of this moment, you are pregnant, correct? You don't have any children? They are investigating the fetus? Someone replies, former CPS worker here too. Agree with you. CPS does not investigate pregnant women with no current children. Something is not right. Mm. I literally just got the chills
1: Oh I got the chills too So OP
0: goes Yeah we have no children yet They are investigating the fetus I wasn't aware that was something they even could do The report they got must have seemed quite alarming I guess It seemed weird as heck to me too And someone goes If people who have worked with CPS are saying something is off here Maybe it's an idea to contact CPS yourself Mm -hmm. Not through any contact the worker you have been in contact with Has given you but by finding their number on the internet and ringing directly. Mm -hmm. Ask if the worker actually works there, for starters. And I'm not sure if they'd tell someone if there was an open file on themselves, but maybe you could ask that too. I've heard a few stories of people posing as CPS maliciously.
1: I didn't even think of that.
0: I had no idea by this one. Like, I was just blown away that this is a thing. Well let me read the update. Okay. And it'll make sense. Okay. Woo. Yeah.
1: This is the shit that I came for.
0: So it goes, update, I'm pregnant and being investigated by DCS. Here's the link to my original post. When I made it, I was advised to get a lawyer right away. I was also advised that Indiana's DCS doesn't investigate pregnant women who don't already have kids and that the woman claiming to be a social worker might be an imposter. I contacted and met with a lawyer and explained the situation to him. He seemed to agree that something was very fishy. To make a long story short, the woman, quote, handling our case has no affiliation with the Department of Child Services. Oh, my God. I am still in complete shock. We went straight to the police. They're taking this very seriously. I can't give a lot of details because it's an ongoing investigation, but she seems to have been a very skilled slash well-researched liar. I never would have known anything was amiss without the advice of this subreddit and the intervention of my attorney. I feel like a complete idiot, but the instinct to cooperate unquestionably when faced with an intimidating authority figure is strong. I haven't had the baby yet. We're staying at a trusted family member's home until the baby is born. My OB in the hospital will be delivering at have already been informed of the situation and will be taking the appropriate security measures. I'm still freaking out but we're taking every precaution for the safety of my child and hopefully everything will turn out okay. Thanks again, everybody. Truly. Oh my God. Reddit like saved her. I was literally just going to say that. Without Reddit, this baby would have been kidnapped.
1: Literally. Kidnapped. I, I just have to say, and I know that I, like, I've had some criticism about people because I openly admit I wasn't very familiar with Reddit when, I, when we started this. Me, personally. I know you're, like, very familiar with Reddit. I live on this bitch. Yeah. I was not very <laughs> familiar with Reddit. I will fall on my sword. And um, through this podcast and other mediums, I've become more familiar with Reddit. And, like, it's so cool and interesting and helpful And, like, stories like this, I'm just, like, it is such a powerful community. Blown away. It's such a powerful community. Like, the fact that the commenter, the top poster, was a former, like, I think you said, uh, Department of Child Services. Whatever his role was. For the same state. Yeah. Like, Like, you don't get access to people like that. No. Just by nothing. The fact that this community can bring you to, like, trusted experts – is insane it's to me. It's insane. It's so powerful though. And it's so cool because who knew that people like that, like it's easy to re- forget that people on Reddit can be like professionals. They can be lawyers, they can be doctors, they can be yeah. federal employees, they can be teachers, civilians, whoever. And you forget that these people have these uh, this expertise. Yeah. Outside of their internet role. Yes. That they can give you that can literally save lives. Reddit is the most amazing community. Like
0: if you're struggling, yeah. there's There's a niche for you. There's a subreddit that you can go to. Oh, yeah. But like this one, like this was either kidnapping and adoption scheme Mm -hmm. where that happens. And look at like, again, like this is an eerie, creepy episode. There's so many stories. And there's this one lady, I'm forgetting her name right now, but she ran this adoption ring and she would steal babies from hospitals Mm. and put them up for adoption But then if the kids would age out, she would literally like murder these kids. Oh my God,
1: no. Yeah, and
0: there were over, like, I don't even want to give a number because I'm not remembering this like to a T, but they found so many bodies of kids she had murdered. Fuck no. Hell no. And it's just crazy. Like, there was actually a famous celebrity, but there's a famous celebrity that actually adopted kids from her. No, She was well, like- well into the system. Like, everyone went to her, but she would kidnap babies from hospitals. Oh, my God. And that's what this was. Like, this was child trafficking. This was, like, an adoption thing. Like, no one poses as a government official
1: to steal a baby otherwise. For no reason. I mean, unless you have infertility or... You struggle to conceive on your own. I mean, that's a thing. There are people that kidnap children when they cannot have their own. If they completely lose it, though. Right, like, I know. otherwise, like... No, know, like but a- these people seem like they've come, kind of lost it. Like, my initial thought yeah. was this is, like, a, um, a disgruntled ex who doesn't want to see mm. her, like, ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, like, have happy. a happy family. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, oh, the anonymous report was totally, like, a jealous ex-lover who is trying to ruin their family. But but then my thought was, oh, this is child trafficking. Yeah. This is child trafficking. They're trying to like abduct the child, sell, or do whatever they're going to do with the child, which is disgusting. Terrifying. It just goes to show, I mean, if there's anything to take away from this story, one, Reddit's an amazing community that you can always turn to, and two, like don't – I think she makes a great point. Like don't just take an authority figure at face value. I was just going to comment
0: on that. Yeah. It reminded me in a sense of like the Stanford prison experiment. And there's another experiment I'm forgetting the name of where it's like they had this electroshock equipment and they took two people, introduced them before and they go, okay, like we're doing this experiment about shocking to see, you know, how that can control whatever. I'm butchering what this is. I'll post the links in the description of the YouTube for it, obviously. But essentially it was, if you have a credited individual giving you directions, are you going to follow them? Mm. Or are you going to realize what you're doing is wrong and like be your own judge? Mm. So in this experiment, they had this one person on the side giving shocks to this individual. And it was like, They had to answer questions and if they answered it wrong, they would get shocked. Mm -hmm. And so the person kept answering the questions wrong and they were shocking them. But Mm. there was like a fake sound on the other thing where the person would be like, help, please don't shock me again. I can't take it anymore. And they would turn to the researcher and be like, I don't think I should shock them anymore. Mm. And the researcher would be like, no, 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 it's okay. Keep going. Uh. This is important for the experiment. And they were essentially doing this. How did the Holocaust happen? Mm. How did people follow such terrible directions from, granted, authoritative figures? Yeah. But how did this just happen? But this is a good example. Mm -hmm. When an authoritative figure shows up at your door, pretends like they know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. like, how did they take a drug test? Oh, yeah. How did they go to, like, a lab and take a drug test and, like,
1: I just... I mean, it's like it's scammers at their finest. It's, like, people have got yeah, people have gotten really, really creative with like scams, and <sighs> that's scary. And it's just it's a reminder to like always stay curious.
0: Always. I I'm
1: like very very skeptical. That's like crime
0: junkie's motto.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's that's it's literally um, like, yeah. It's stay it, curious, stay do weird. They, do they stay say say stay curious? I think they say say something else. Wow, why did I stutter so much? It's like um, – I just like stuttered every word in that sentence. They say um, – I don't think it's stay curious. Be weird, be rude, stay alive. Yes. Yes. Like always just ask questions. Yeah. Stay curious. like Stay curious. Stay on
0: edge. Yeah. yeah. I stay think alert.
1: I think that's right. You just should always check things. There's something to be said. Like you almost should assume the worst because you're ready to explore all avenues if it does go south.
0: I can be very pessimistic at times, but I think kind of thinking, okay, well, like if this happens, what's the worst case scenario? Because then I'm prepared and I kind of evaluate plan A, B, C. And I think that's like a lot to be said for situations like this. First dates, if you're going on a date with someone, please make sure people know where you are. And there's like a lot on TikTok going around right now where it's like, yeah, I background check my dates before I go on them as you should. Yeah. I'm sorry like and there's like men get attacked and, you know just like women yeah. and I get that but like women are I think more vulnerable yes. to these types of situations mm-hmm. like stalking and murder and you know sexual assault. So That's right. And you know if you're a guy listening install the thing on your phone too. Like everyone is at risk to have something bad happen. Like no one's immune to shit happening.
1: That's true. So just be as safe as you fucking can. Everybody, exactly. And you just said that and I grabbed my phone because – so there's this – I'm like that too. I always visualize worst case scenario and I listen to this TED Talk and there's actually like a a Greek philosophy behind it and it's called – I'm probably butchering this, but it's called like premeditatio malorum. And what that means is it's visualizing the worst case scenario in detail that you fear preventing you from taking action so that you can take action. So yes. essentially you visualize the worst case scenario that would paralyze you so that you can be armed to take action. If God forbid it does happen. Exactly. It's actually a philosophy and it's a form of stoicism. Is my did I say that right? Yeah. Did I stoicism? It's like you can look this up. So pre malorum. I don't know if you can plug that into TED Talk. And it talks about this. And I'm like that both of you and I, it sounds like we like experience that where you visualize the worst case scenario. Always. So that you are able to act if it does happen. And I don't really think that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing.
0: I don't at all. No. I think there's been a lot about toxic positivity. I think when you're like too positive and you're like nothing bad's gonna happen, it's fine. It's the same concept. Yeah. You don't know how to act if something bad does happen. Yeah. And you don't know how to prevent things from happening. And like, I'm like, everyone needs like a fucking attack keychain. Like, get fucking wasp spray or bear spray or mace. Get a tile, put a tile hidden in your car. Put a tile, like, or not a tile. Like, I just got yeah. the new little air Apple tag trackers. Like, the air tags are magical.
1: Like share your location. Like I know some people are like not for it, but you have I don't at know, least
0: one person. In at your least life.
1: somebody that you try, like your your ice, like you're in in case of an emergency. Yes. You should have at least one or two people on your location. Yeah. Like I have my boyfriend, I have like I have you, I have like my close friends. Yeah. My if you live with somebody, that person should absolutely have your location. Absolutely. Because if you don't come home, they're gonna be the first ones to know that you're you you did not come they're home. They're gonna notice. And they're gonna be like me, Lauren and Sarah, we track each other all the time, like I'm um, sure Sarah's like, do. yeah, it's ten o'clock. Where is she? This bitch needs to be in bed. Yeah. So anyway, um, no, definitely, like, take all the precautions. I
0: know. I think one thing that's really, really cool about Apple's new AirTag too is I have one on my key ring for my car keys, and I put one in my car in case my car gets stolen. Yeah, smart. And so my dad's been like borrowing my car because his was in an accident. And his phone gave him a notification, and it was like, unidentified air tag has been following you. What? Yeah. So this is great. Shut up. In regards to stalkers, if a stalker – maybe I shouldn't share this information in case a stalker is listening and putting it on someone's car. (laughs)
2: Basically,
1: I think I – yeah. But yeah,
0: like if someone is using an air tag to stalk you – And my dad hadn't even used my car that long. It had only been a day.
1: Doesn't that mean that somebody was following him who also had an
0: AirTag? It's his iPhone recognizing that my AirTags have been following him all day. So essentially it would be like your stalker coming and putting an AirTag secretly under your car. If that AirTag isn't linked to your phone and you're constantly Mm, with that AirTag, it would be like, hey, I see. There's an unidentified air tag following me. That's you. like
1: with you all the time. It's with you. Yeah.
0: And I can I'll put a screenshot in of what the air tag says. Yeah, can you? It's really, it's really great. I think it's um it's absolutely amazing. And I think it's like something that is such a great feature that Apple installed because those air tags could
1: be used very deceptively oh my gosh. and very like Absolutely. Same with the intentioned. I've seen TikToks be like if you don't trust him, put your <laughs> We're put like, your AirPods. Now we're like giving out toxic advice. <laughs> like you put the AirPods like in their car. Yeah. It's wild, man. Apple is doing a seminar tomorrow, September 14th. By the time this episode airs, it will have happened. So maybe Apple's working on these kinks. I don't know. Um I don't know. The but future of technology, though. There's yeah. some detriments, but uh get yeah. some air tags for your shit. Like, I almost want to just keep one in my pocket at all times. I'm so fucking weird. I'm really intrigued. If I get that guard dog, I'm probably gonna put an air tag on him.
0: Every person, get, put it on your dog. It's the greatest thing you can do to keep yeah. yourself safe, your animal safe, your property safe. Totally. Yeah. I'm do it. A-
1: I'm absolutely going to do it. Big That's plugger so here. smart. <laughs> big apple, big apple plugs over here. Big I don't plug, know, man. Big, big pluggers, yeah, clearly. like, whoa. Um, no free promo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that is let's not meet because we don't want to meet any of the people that harassed OPs in no. these stories today. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And more spookiness to come. It's spooky. It's spooky season. <laughs> that has batteries in it too. You could turn it
1: on. Can I? Why hasn't this been on the whole time? I don't know. I forgot. Oh, <gasps> This is Halloween. Makes me want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. We're going to Universal. Or what's it called? Yeah, um, spooky. It, spooky night. We're going to spooky nights. I... Love the word spooky. I love spooky seasons, spooky things. I love cold shit. Love it. So hopefully I'm back for another spooky episode.
0: Yeah. The next one is paranormal activity. So if any listeners out there have ghost stories, like true ghost stories, paranormal shit, please send it our way. I have a ghost story and I still, it scares the shit out of me. So we're going to get into it on that one. So yeah. If you have any true paranormal, it's going to come your way in October. We're going to save the ghost sure. for
1: true spooky season. Yeah. But
0: I need to get some fall scary vibes. So. Yeah, me too.
1: It's not spooky
0: enough. It's not spooky enough mm-hmm. yet. So All right. That's Let's Not Meet. Uh, that's all I have for you guys on this episode of Two Hot Takes. So until next time. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.
3: All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.
1: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found.